More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Biden administration has now got serious problems and they are completely intertwined in this Durham investigation now. The newest headline is that we do our part four of our deep dive expose into Hillary Clinton and the Durham investigation. I think it's pretty clear that if you're Hillary Clinton, you're not sleeping well at night. You may not be sleeping at all at night as this web of lies, this coordinated effort, this clear conspiracy to overthrow the will of the people And the 2016 election is now all coming back and all fingers are being pointed to Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and their teams and Barack Obama and James Comey and Robert Mueller. They all knew these were lies that were created by the DNC, paid for by the DNC. It was a screenplay. It was a thriller novel that they tried to pass off as real life. Like this is true events when it's not. And they all knew it and they're all in on it. The problem for Biden's White House and the reason why this has become a headache for them is not only was he the vice president when this was going on for the eight years, but when he was running for president, he was using this garbage as a reason to vote Donald Trump out of office. And there are many people that were involved in this dossier and selling this dossier to the American people that are now currently working within his administration. Insert Jake Sullivan. Biden's NSA, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, is reportedly referred to in one of the indictments in the John Durham probe. I want that to set in really well in your mind. This information in our part four, if you missed any of this expose, you need to go backwards because the dots are connecting very easily and we are doing it for you. So go listen to part one, part two, part three of our podcast. Share this podcast with everyone that you know. Share it on social media. Make sure that other people hear this because the media is completely looking the other way because they were a part of this conspiracy. 
to overthrow the will of the American people. I, I, there's one thing, and I, it's funny, I actually FaceTime with Donald Trump this morning for a moment. And the part that's so interesting about this is the fact that Donald Trump, it really isn't even about him now. It's about the fact he just was the guy that they decided they didn't want, and so they were going to excommunicate him. And all of his supporters and all the American voters voted for him. If you are an American voter, you should be angry at the fact that this is how little respect they have for freedom, for democracy. Take Donald Trump's name out of it. This was a bigger conspiracy than Donald Trump's name even in it. This is about, in America, do we even have free and fair elections? Now, President Biden's National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, is referred to in one of the indictments obtained by the special counsel, John Durham, in his investigation into the origins of the Russia probe of the former President Donald Trump. This has been confirmed. This new revelation, which echoed a September piece by the Washington Post, not conservative liberal newspaper, and their columnist there immediately raised questions about Sullivan's future in this White House. Sullivan is unnamed, but Fox News now has cited not one but two well-placed sources who identified him as the foreign policy advisor that is referenced in the charge against the former Democratic National Committee lawyer, Michael Sussman, who worked directly for Hillary Clinton and her campaign. Now, this development is significant because you have a national security advisor now that has been named in an indictment of individuals that knew that they were committing crimes. Sullivan knew that he was a part of this conspiracy to commit these crimes, and he is the sitting national security advisor right now at the White House. You can understand how that's kind of problematic. It's kind of a big deal, right? Like this this would be wall-to-wall, 24-7 coverage demanding a head on a stake if the NSA advisor Donald Trump was mentioned in an indictment the same way that the national security advisor Jake Sullivan of Joe Biden is being mentioned right now. How many of you listening to me right now have even heard about this news? You, None of you, I'm assuming. 99.9% of you, unless you're digging, you haven't heard about this. Because the media was a part of the conspiracy. They cannot report this news. They cannot, they cannot tell you. The National Security Advisor of the President of the United States of America is mentioned in an indictment that has come down connecting him to the presidency, the current sitting president, and Hillary Clinton's campaign. Now, this development, and I want you to understand how significant this is, marks the closest that Durham has come to anyone directly associated with the Biden administration. This isn't some low-level guy answering the door at the White House, okay? This isn't like someone that answers the phone. This isn't some random staffer that says, I work at the White House that really works down the street in some department of whatever, Okay, this is the National Security Advisor to the President of the United States of America. Sussman's indictment details how an unnamed Clinton campaign lawyer, we now know who that is, exchanged emails with the Clinton campaign's campaign manager. Also, pay attention, the communications director, also a foreign policy advisor, Concerning the Russia Bank One allegations that Sussman had recently shared with an unnamed reporter. Okay, this is the dossier. Let me let me just 
let you understand now what we understand from the indictment. This indictment has now connected Clinton, Hillary Clinton's top campaign manager. This implicates Clinton's top campaign manager in this conspiracy. It implicates the communications director for Hillary Clinton's campaign. Both these people only only report to one person, Hillary Rodham Clinton. There is no other boss. Hillary Clinton hires the campaign manager for a campaign. You can't say there's any degree of separation now between Hillary Clinton and this conspiracy. Because the person that hires the communications director is also Hillary Clinton. That's not farmed out. A foreign policy advisor is also hired only by the candidate, Hillary Rodham Clinton. So the indictment has now said that not only did Clinton's campaign manager was in this email exchange with the Clinton's lawyer, with this all all intertwined with this indictment, but also the communications director and the foreign policy advisor. There's no indication that Sullivan is, quote, a target of Durham's probe into the origins of the FBI's investigation of the suspected ties that we know were a lie fabricated between Russia and Trump's 2016 campaign. That part doesn't bother me right now. What we what it does is it tells you that these all these individuals, including the National Security Advisor to Joe Biden, were in on it. They were in on the conspiracy to commit fraud on the American people to overthrow the will of the American people in an election. In addition to citing sources who identified Biden's National Security Advisor Sullivan as the unnamed Clinton foreign policy advisor, the column further suggests that he may have committed perjury during closed-door congressional testimony in December of 2017. Let me let that sink in for you, and I'll say this again. If you missed part one, two, or three of our podcast on connecting these dots, you need to go back and listen to it. If you missed any that we put anything that we put on the show, just go back and download the podcast and share it with your family and friends. Now, this column suggests that not only could the National Security Advisor actually have perjured himself during closed-door congressional testimony in December 2017, but actually now U.S. Representative Devin Nunez, Republican California, the ranking member of the Intelligence Committee, which took Sullivan's testimony, said, quote, It seems like a lot of the key Russian hoaxers fell upward and got promotions in the Biden administration. In other words, good work, soldier. Even though we didn't get Hillary in, we got Trump out. So now you're in with the guy named Biden. It's almost like Trump's name is just a pawn in the game. Clinton's name was a pawn in the game. Biden's name was a pawn in the game. These people were committing a crime, a conspiracy, to overthrow the will of the people because they wanted to get new jobs and higher jobs, better jobs. Or as Devin Nunez put it, it seems like a lot of the key Russian hoaxers, meaning the Russian liars, the ones that sold the lie of the American people, fell upwards and got promotions in the United States government. They don't give a crap who's the president as long as they're in power. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. In a moment, Marsha Blackburn is actually going to join us to talk about what this means from a Capitol Hill perspective and point of view that you have Jake Sullivan, the NSA uh, National Security Advisor to the President Joe Biden in this situation where he is being named in these indictments, right? It's pretty significant. She's going to join us to talk about that in a moment. But let's go back to Jake Sullivan here. Nunez mentioned this point. He said, quote, if Jake Sullivan... The National Security Advisor to Joe Biden was actually involved in the hoax. He should come clean and give a full, honest account of his role. But I won't hold my breath for that, he also said in new remarks. Now, at that time, Sullivan reportedly denied knowing, quote, any specific details about the campaign's opposition research efforts. Really? Or 
quote, that Sussman's law firm was working for the Clinton campaign until October of that year. Anybody buying that? Now, during the White House press briefing yesterday, Deputy Press Secretary uh, at the White House was actually asked if there's any, quote, conflict here that would preclude Sullivan from being able to carry out his duties as a national security advisor. Her response, I'm unaware of any of these reports. That's actually the official response of the White House. She actually said, I'm unaware of any of what you're reporting, and then declined to comment because they claim they're unaware of the reporting. Wow. Great job, White House. White House Deputy Press Secretary was also asked about the largely discredited dossier of opposition research on Trump compiled by the former spy Christopher Steele. One of those sources, the Russian analyst, Dechenko, who was arrested in connection with the Durham probe, which I've already told you about. Response from the White House, the official response from the White House, quote, I refer you to the Department of Justice. I'm not going to comment on that from here. Okay, so you have a national security advisor who's working under the President of the United States of America as his national security advisor, who apparently was all up in the hoax, who's being named in an indictment. He's working for you right now. This guy was part of the conspiracy to overthrow the will of the American people. And the official comment from the White House is, I'm going to refer you to the Department of Justice. I'm not going to comment on that from here. Well, who else is there to comment on it? Which brings me to Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani, who was, of course, a target of Mueller and the team and everybody trying to get rid of anyone around Donald Trump, was asked about all of this. Specifically, though, Adam Schiff. because, And I'm going to ask Marsha Blackburn about this in a moment. Adam Schiff read the entire dossier into the congressional record. He knew what he was reading was a lie. He knew that he was a part of a conspiracy to overthrow the will of the voters in this country. Should this guy be banned? Should he get booted from the House from from being a part of this? Not only just colluding with the Russians to get rid of Donald Trump, but being a member of Congress using taxpayers' dollars and abusing that power to politically harass your opponents and try to lock them up, try to overthrow the government. Adam Schiff was the lead prosecutor trying to get rid of Donald Trump in the impeachment hearings. Do not forget that. Listen to what Giuliani had to say about all of this. Rudy Giuliani joins us now. He was with the president through most of this. Sir, good to see you. As, as the investigation has really heated up and sheds light on this, what has really shocked you the most at this point? I guess that they were able to keep this from the American people for so long, mm. including, including, uh, uh, including the investigators now who, who really could have had this out a year and a half ago. I mean, this was all known to me two and a half years ago. I gave them the evidence two years ago. This could have all been done well in advance of the 2020 election, and America would have been spared its worst eight months in its history. 
under Joe Biden and 13 people in Afghanistan who were thinking about tonight because it's Veterans Day yeah. would now be alive if we had a vaguely competent president in the White House. Is, is this one of the great, I mean, it, it, to me, this is one of the greatest assaults ever put on to yes. it, politically onto a president. I mean, I, I mean the way everybody no coalesced and came is, together. This is, this is really a coup uh, that they carried right through to uh, their exaggeration of January 6th with it which they're still carrying on and keeping those people in prison the way you would in a fascist country. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been one fraud after another. When you mentioned Adam Schiff, why doesn't anyone ask him for who are those two people in that piece of paper that he said that were direct, had direct evidence Mm -hmm. of Donald Trump being involved in Russian collusion? I'd like to see that piece of paper. Or if he can't produce it and there are no people, maybe I should throw him out of the Congress because he's a damn liar. And he also is a traitor, because to make a charge like that against a president hurts the United States of America. I mean, Donald Trump, Donald Trump is a miracle man to have accomplished what he accomplished in the four years that he was president. He's probably one of the one of the most vital four years of any president. But imagine what it would have been like had he had a chance to really negotiate with Putin instead of being constrained from 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 doing it because of them. And what, what blows really me away been able to concentrate his full efforts right. on quashing China. Yeah, he did a pretty good job without it. Probably the best of any president in modern history. But and, and now we see the results. Yeah, of having elected a president by fraud. People concentrated on the voter fraud, which th- th- that story still has to be told completely. But there was a fraud before the election. Hillary Clinton paid for it. Her supporters paid for it. They say 1.1 million. I have reason to believe it was a lot more than that. And frankly, I got all involved in this because several people came to me two and a half years before and gave me this evidence. And when I tried to give it to the State Department and the Justice Department, I was turned away. And uh, so they're responsible. They're responsible for the horrible condition the United States of America is in today. Because when you use a fraud to elect a president, the president's a fraud. When you use a fraud to elect a president, which is exactly what the media did, it's exactly what Joe Biden did, it's exactly what Jake Sullivan did, it's exactly what Hillary Clinton's team did, it's exactly what Adam Schiff did, it's exactly what Mueller did, it's exactly what James Comey did. They used a fraud to get rid of the president, Donald Trump, And he said, when you use a fraud to get elected, you are a fraud, referring to Joe Biden. That, by the way, is sound logic. It didn't say he's an illegitimate president. He's just saying you won based on selling a fraud, a grand conspiracy with the Russians, accusing someone of doing something that didn't even exist and never happened. Now, Sussman, just so you know, has now pleaded not guilty to allegedly lying to the FBI by hiding the fact that he was working as a Clinton campaign advisor when he tipped off the feds about suspected electronic communication between Russia's Alpha Bank and the Trump Organization, which we know was a lie. They've now gone totally silent. Neither Sullivan's office nor the Department of Justice will comment on everything that I just told you. I want to go back to what we now know for a fact. 
you look at these two well-placed sources who are now spilling their guts on the National Security Advisor Sullivan. They're saying that this guy cannot be trusted. Now, Andy McCarthy was on Fox News Channel, and he was talking about the implications of these this latest John Durham indictment, which gives you a direct pipeline to Hillary Clinton. And I want you to hear what he had to say. Take a listen. Special Counsel John Durham's investigation to the origins of the Russia probe, picking up speed. Three indictments now further unraveling Hillary Clinton's ties to the discredited anti-Trump dossier. Former federal prosecutor Andy McCarthy with me now. Hello, sir. Good day to you. Here is what you write. All right. The headline, reading the tea leaves, it appears the special counsel's endgame is something other than a sweeping indictment. You got three, you think he's done. Well, he may have some more, Bill, but I, I think it'll be in the nature of people who lie to investigators, just like these last bunch. It's amazing how cynical, by the way, these prosecutors have gotten. He's saying more indictments are going to come, but he's actually downplaying lying to the FBI. Well, I mean, we're, it's, it, you know, we're, we're going to get some indictments here. Yeah, there's more coming, but they just lied to the FBI. So apparently that's just not a big deal if you're a Democrat now, right? That's what he's, that's what he's saying here. He's saying, yes, these indictments are significant, but they're not that significant. It's just normal business in D.C. You sit down with the FBI, you lie to them, you have a grand conspiracy to overthrow the will of the people, you lock up some Trump supporters, you use it right, to, to, to undermine his entire presidency. And then, ultimately, you take a scheme, a fraud that never happened, to defraud the American voters to make sure Donald Trump is gone. That is what I would refer to as a coup. And these prosecutors, and you just heard him, he's acting like it's really not a big deal to lie to the FBI, to lie to the American people, to try to overthrow the will of the country. That's how cynical... Washington is. That's how cynical the lawyers involved are. They're like, well, I mean, yeah, okay, so a bunch of people are going to get charged lying to the FBI. Not that big of a deal. Listen to what he has to say about Hillary Clinton as well. How do the American people understand some sort of Clinton connection to be nefarious toward the Trump administration or the Trump campaign trying to link them to Moscow? It, it would seem to most Americans yeah. that there should be a price to pay for that. Go ahead. Yeah, Bill, this goes back to, I think, something we've been talking about for years, which is not everything that's a political dirty trick or in the nature of abuse of power is necessarily a violation of the federal law, the federal criminal law, uh, even if it's very serious. So it looks like what Durham is homed in on here is that the Trump-Russia collusion narrative was a concoction of the Clinton campaign, that they peddled it out to the media and to an all-too-credulous set of investigators at the FBI, uh, and that enabled them to argue that Trump was Clinton's stooge and he was probably under investigation for it. And I think what Durham is saying is that, you know, the FBI didn't do what it should have done to verify and corroborate these allegations, but that doesn't mean that they were criminally in on it. Mm. What, what about Adam Schiff going on TV 220 times? What about the media being a player in all this? What about the way that it offset yeah. that um, that administration? Jeff Sessions recuses himself, and off we go into whole into the whole Mueller matter. I, there, I just you know what think that, that sounds like. Wait, yeah, you know please. what that sounds like, yeah. Bill? Inf infuriating, but not criminal.
So just to be clear, the rules in American politics for Democrats are this. You can use taxpayers' dollars. This is, what, this is what's being said right here by Annie McCarthy on the implications of Durham's indictments. You can use taxpayers' dollars to frame a president for a crime he didn't commit. You can investigate him. You can impeach him. You can lock up his supporters. You can do all of these things. And there is zero accountability if you get busted doing this. In other words, this is nothing more than a dirty political trick. And he says he doesn't believe that it's criminal. I hope he's wrong. I hope that Durham is looking at it differently. Because overthrowing the will of the people, having a coup orchestrated by the deep state, the DOG, the FBI, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Sullivan, all of these people. It should be looked at as more than just, well, it's a dirty trick, but it's not criminal. How is this not criminal? I disagree with this former federal prosecutor, Annie McCarthy. And the reason why is because I do think America is better than this. And I do believe that people deserve to go to prison for what they did. Because they were locking up people and putting people in prison who didn't do anything at all. Based on the lies they created. This is called framing someone. That's what the government did. That's what Schiff did. That's what the media did. And if we don't hold them accountable for this, and if Durham doesn't hold them accountable for this, and people don't lose their jobs like Jake Sullivan, President Biden's national security advisor, for doing things like this, then you're never going to have good men and women ever go serve their country because they can't trust their country to not lock them up for just doing their job or even, in the case of Donald Trump, just getting elected. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we have an awful lot to analyze from this Durham report from everybody lying in Congress. Joining me now to talk about this is U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn. Senator, I appreciate you coming on, and we're going to mention a minute minute, something that is very important with goals to our families, but I want to ask you before we get to that uh, about what has happened in the last week with this Durham investigation. We are now seeing, uh, I think, a very clear connection between Hillary Clinton, her campaign operatives, uh, even Mueller knowing that what he was investigating was based on a pretense of a lie, knowing that James Comey knew it was a lie, knowing that they were they were trying to, in my opinion, overthrow the will of the people in the election because what they were investigating with Donald Trump was clearly fabricated, orchestrated, paid for by her campaign and the Democratic National Committee. You look at what's happening with Durham right now, and you're now seeing direct connections between Hillary Clinton, her top aides, and people that were working even at the top levels of the Russian Federation. We're talking even connections directly to Vladimir Putin's press secretary now, we've found out from this Durham indictment, and staff members. Is anything going to happen when it comes to accountability for the people that orchestrated this? What are you hearing? Yes, and this is something that we have been on for quite a period of time, and we're pushing to have Durham made a special counsel so that uh, his work would continue and would not end when uh, Attorney General Barr left the Department of Justice, and it is a good thing that we did. Now, Back in August, then, I got 44 senators to join with me on a letter to Merrick Garland asking for a status update on the Durham investigation. Well, we did not get a written reply to that, but it was interesting that a week or so after the letter was received by Garland that uh, we got the indictment of Sussman. And then Durham came before us at Senate Judiciary Committee, or um, Garland, Attorney General Garland came before us, and I asked him specifically in that hearing for another status update and a response to my letter. Well, isn't it interesting that about 10 days after he appeared before us at committee, we got another indictment? So what this proves is that we have to keep the pressure on him in order to get these status updates and to make the information public. And even though he gave 45 senators a show of disrespect 
by not responding to our request, what we've been able to do is keep the pressure on so that he continues, that we continue to have Durham come forward with his work. The Danchenko um, indictment is really quite significant because it does show this link. And now we also have found out Jake Sullivan is the uh, unnamed foreign policy advisor in uh, the Danchenko indictment. And Jake Sullivan, for people that don't remember that name, explain why that is so significant that we now know that name. Yes, Jake Sullivan, it was Hillary Clinton's foreign policy advisor. He's very close to the Clintons, and he is now serving as the national security advisor in the Biden White House. And he and Susan Rice, Ron Klain, who is chief of staff to President Biden, uh, Valerie Jarrett, who was uh, the go-to for uh, President Obama, and President Obama seem to be the ones that are calling the shots from what we're being told and what we're hearing out of the White House. Well, let me ask you about Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is a guy that has done uh, countless TV interviews for years and years during impeachment, um, during this investigation into Russian collusion, which we now know is a lie. It now appears that he knew what he was selling, what he was using, and what he was investigating, he in fact knew was not real. And it, it was it was a complete fabrication that was orchestrated, created a screenplay basically that was written by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC. And and he read the entire, uh, uh, you know, dossier into the record in Congress. Is there going to be any accountability for guys like him that clearly knew that they were impeaching the president on 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 something that they knew was not real or accurate? My hope is that all of these people are going to face judgment because we are to have equal access to the rule of law, equal treatment under the rule of law. And this shows clearly that these individuals used their position, their power to carry out this defamation of Donald Trump, his campaign, the Trump family, and all of us who supported President Donald Trump. Look at how they have come at everybody. Look at Devin Nunes, who kept saying Adam Schiff knows this is incorrect. And Adam Schiff continued to say things he knew was incorrect. And Devin Nunes, a Republican out of California who had been chairman of the Senate Intel Committee, who had pointed out continually that these things were not accurate, um, he's the one who continued to say at the House Intel Committee that Adam Schiff was wrong and Adam Schiff was on a mission to destroy President Donald Trump and his presidency. And, you know, this all goes back to James Comey. 
I was going to ask you about that because James Comey is a guy that not only leaked classified information in the media, that's, that's, that's a fact. It's not even up for debate. We know he did it. He's admitted he's done it. We also know that he set a perjury trap for, for Flynn, a man that served his country honorably, and, and he, he laughed and mocked basically what he would describe as the, as the incompetence of allowing these two FBI agents into the situation room. He mocked them when he was asked that question on stage about how did that even happen, and he basically said they were too stupid translation they were too trusting of their government that they served to think they needed to be paranoid and go get a lawyer. We took advantage of that. But when you see an FBI director that not only does that, but allows and advocates and supports uh, these these warrants, these FISA warrants that allow them to spy and go on a fishing exp- expedition for info on Donald Trump. And at some point, they all knew, maybe from the very first, but certainly the second and the third and the fourth renewal of that FISA warrant, that the information center that they were using as the pretense to spy was a lie. How is there no accountability for him? Yes. And then you look even further. Remember, Chuck Schumer said, oh, don't cross the FBI. They've got six ways from Sunday to come after you. And so it causes you start putting all of these things together, Ben. And I'm not into conspiracy theory, but what I am into is respect for the rule of law and equal treatment under the rule. They continued to talk themselves into circles and they would say one something, then they had to cover up for one something else, and then they had themselves into another little uh tight corner so there you go it just goes from bad to worse as i said it um as we've been doing kind of this deep dive into these new indictments i I truly believe this was an orchestrated willful and 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 purposeful decision from the biden administration from 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 obama from everybody around him from the doj from the fbi from the deep state to say we don't like what the american people have decided with donald trump and we're going to overthrow the election results through through a total grand conspiracy to carry out something that we bought and paid for we paid for the screenplay to do this it's disgusting and i hope that there's accountability i don't want revenge i want accountability and that is what we still are lacking and i hope durham gets there i want to move real quick to something so important we just had obviously veterans day you have done something amazing with gold star families with a fellowship program in the senate uh this is something that i think is incredible uh you're in town talking about this explain a little bit about what we're doing with this new gold star family fellowship program in the senate yes and then this came this is an idea that came from a gold star family member that i met in dc who would come up to see if they could find a job so that they could work and continue to serve the country that their spouse died defending and i thought you know what there should be a fellowship program where they can have basically an internship fellowship to work in one of our offices so i drafted the legislation i worked together uh, with my republican and democrat colleagues and last week we passed it and it now is going to be implemented but um it 
and we got every single vote in the Senate on this, which is pretty. I was going to say that's what that's like a rapture alert should have gone out when that happens. <laughs> Get right with Jesus because everybody in the Senate agreed on something. That's right. And but I have worked on this for about three years because I felt like it was important. They have the opportunity to step forward and be able to say, yes, indeed, I am a Senate fellow and to have that opportunity. So we're really pleased that we were able to get this passed and all signed, sealed, delivered, and the program implemented. Well, it's not very often we get to say bipartisanship finally worked in D.C., so congratulations on that one. I'm glad that everybody could agree on something as simple as this, Uh, but it's certainly great news for Gold Star Family Fellowships. If if people are listening and they want to learn more about this program, can they just call your office to get the info? Yeah, they can call the office, go to the website, uh, blackburn.senate.gov, And we have the information there. And I am working now uh, with um, the the Senate. The Secretary of the Senate is going to work with us to get this implemented. But what a fabulous opportunity for children of those that have died, for spouses of those parents of those that have died, that want to be a a fellowship and to be able to say i am a gold star fellow it's amazing senator thank it is amazing thank you so much for this congrats on a good victory there and we'll talk i'm sure again real soon now if you missed any parts of our podcasts on this make sure you download them part one two and three are up you can go backwards and we're going to continue to do this deep dive into the durham indictments Make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. I'll see you tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.